This podcast is a production of WCWP, LIU Public Radio. Check out our lineup of original programs, listen live, or support by visiting WCWP.org. It's 9 a.m. Friday morning on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. And it's time for Chamber Chatter, which is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders, underwritten by Maptoons, Long Island Chamber Maps. My name is Mark Snyder, and let me introduce my two guests joining me today via Zoom technology. Andrew Lampkin, he's the president of the Plainview Old Beth Page Chamber of Commerce, and Lisa Del Pizzi, president of the Franklin Square Chamber of Commerce. Andrew and Lisa, welcome back to Chamber Chatter. Thank you, Mark. Great to be back. Thank you. Happy to be here. So after spending the better half of 2021 interviewing leaders from Suffolk County, we head back to Nassau County for an update from the guests on our show. And it's a big show. Here's what's on tap. Day Tripper. That's where we'll learn how to spend a day in the communities that we have on our program. Genie in a Bottle, our guests tell us their three wishes for their chamber. However, since both Andrew and Lisa have already done that segment previously on our program, we're going to take a look, a look back and see how their wishes panned out for them and for their chamber. And finally, on Ask a Leader, I'll let our chamber presidents talk among themselves to share some ideas. But first, let's get to know our guests. Andrew Lampkin, this is your third time on our program, and you're now into your second term as Plainview Old Beth Page Chamber President. So I'm curious, what are your observations as president so far? Observations of the chamber, of the community? Being a president. It's, it's rewarding. It's a lot of work. Um, you know, you get to work with a lot of different people in the community which is nice. Um, it, 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 you have to, you have to have the time to put into it. Um, and you have to learn how you have to know how to delegate, you know, our chamber very well. We do a lot of different things, have a lot of different activities. Uh, we have you know, a big festival coming up. We have golf tournaments. We have a charity that we work with every year. So a lot of um, being president of our chamber is making sure that you have the right people in place to, to handle all of the work. It's safe to say that before you got involved with the chamber, 100% of your time went to your law practice. What percentage of your time now gets divided up between your day job and your chamber presidency? Well, Mark, I have two kids under the age of 13, so only about 5% of my time goes to my law practice. <laughs> you would say, you know, of my working life, at least, I would say 5 or 10% of my time goes towards the chamber. Um, you know, it's, I think over the years I've learned how to push it, push certain things off on other people. Um, you know, Barbara Mars, our administrator very well. And, uh, Barbara really handles a lot of it. You know, she handles really the day to day, uh, emails me, um, just for certain things, but uh, she makes it a lot easier for me. Lisa, how much of your time is divvied up between your job as a realtor and Chamber President. Uh, well, unlike Andrew, it's just me, no spouse, no kids. So I kind of just 
make my own hours. I don't think that my work suffers at all. I, I'm good at juggling different things and on the phone, writing and doing different things. I don't know about a percentage. I just think it kind of all ties in after a while. I became huh. chamber president in January of 2020, not knowing I would be a pandemic president, as they say. So we're going to talk about time. I enjoy it very much. We have a great board. I'm very grateful for that. We're going to talk about that uh, time when you took over. Um, Andrew, back to you. Talk to me about the chamber itself. Uh, how about an update on where you're at right now? We're moving full steam ahead. We, we just started up with our general meetings again in, in September. We had a really good meeting um, at the Old Bethpage uh, Village Restoration. We did have a networking event outdoors over the summer at a, at a local restaurant, uh, which was very well attended. Uh, we've had a lot of Zoom uh, networking events, and we've had um, we've been very active with a, with local charities. Every year we, we pick a charity, and I'll talk a little bit about that later. But last year we worked with um, uh, a food pantry, which is associated with the Mid Island Y, and we held three or four big raffles throughout the course of the year, raised eight thousand dollars. So uh, we that was really where we focused a lot of our time last year, which was timely in that you know during the pandemic, even more people needed help from food pantries. So it was great that we could give that extra support. Finally, give us a snapshot on the business climate in the uh, Plainview Old Bethpage communities. Uh, what's what's happening there? I think it's coming back. You know, I would say a year ago, perhaps even a little bit more than a year ago, a lot of the businesses were closing. Or you know, there were a lot of storefronts that were that were open. New members of the chambers of the chamber that had you know, some new members that had recently joined at that time um, did close down some of the retail stores. And I see it coming back. I see some of the storefronts uh, being filled up right now. So that's a good sign. And I see people itching to get back in, into network and to start seeing each other again. You had a networking event last week. Is that right? First, first one that was in, in person? First one since the pandemic? Last week was a Zoom event, actually. Oh, it was a Zoom event. Yeah, the one we had in, uh, I believe it was late July or early August, was the first in-person event. It was held outdoors at a local restaurant. How'd that go? It was great. There were at least 30 or 40 people there. Um, nice. Some wore masks, but it was outdoors, so some didn't. And um, it was just a lot of fun. There, the restaurant is Ivorone Brothers um, in the new Country Point Shopping Center. And yeah. uh, they, they provided appetizers. It was great. We had some drinks. It was a lot of fun. It was really good to see people in person again. Good to hear that. Lisa, uh, first time we had you on Chamber Chatter, you were a very reluctant new president of the Franklin Square Chamber of Commerce. Uh, you were filling some pretty big shoes with some trepidation about taking that role, but, but you did it. And now here you are well into your second year as president. Um, what are some of your observations about the position? I enjoy it very much. I uh, observe that you need to go after to recruit people. It's not just an email that you send. Walk around town trying to recruit people. Um, I wasn't surprised at, at any of the work that that was entailed. I really wasn't. I was ready for it. I knew that I had to, to increase membership, and I also wanted to increase membership at meetings. That, that was an observation 
an observation that I wanted to do something about. We had a meeting in February, a month after I became president at Philomena's restaurant in town, great restaurant in town. And then March came the pandemic and nobody wanted to eat out. I think we had a couple of Zoom calls and then I wanted to think of some idea of how we can be outside anything not to be on a Zoom call. Because yeah. I just think you get more out of being in person. So it became networking in the park at our local park, Rath Park. We had meetings July, August, September, October, and November. We skipped December. Then we met at the VFW Hall. And now we meet at restaurants. Starting July of this year, we meet in restaurants. We had a brunch on a Sunday. We wanted to switch, switch it up a little. In July, we went to Murph's restaurant in town. And we skipped August. September, we had our meeting at Prince Umberto's. And then we're going to have another meeting in October. We haven't picked a date yet. Is the position as challenging or difficult as you thought it would be when you first took it? There was no surprise. <laughs> I was ready for the hard work. Public speaking is, uh, is something I have always had a problem with. You and I talked about that before. Yeah. So I really yeah. uh, went outside of my comfort zone. The work never bothered me. It's the speaking that I was really afraid of. So my friends convinced me to try, and I did. But no, there was no surprise. You're doing a great job. Thank you. I'm glad you're on the it. show. And as I, as I told you when we spoke, I think it's the one sort of common denominator with all the presidents when I asked them if they'd come on the program. Uh, I'd say most of them say, oh, I'm not a very good speaker. I don't. I say, you all say the same thing right. and you all do a nice job. So anyway, uh, talk to me about the chamber for a second. Give my audience an update on, on where the chamber's at right now. How are you, how you feeling? I think they're going in a very positive direction. Um, we had 175 members last year. By the end of last year, we have 177 members as of today. We have a fall fair coming up outside at Rath Park on October 16th. We have a business expo inside at the VFW Hall in November, on November 18th. Then there's the small business event for all the chambers at the Crest Hollow, Business Person of the Year and Legislative Breakfast. That's on October 29th at 8 a.m. So it's going very well. Increasing membership. Um, I have all committees set up. I think we could use a little more participation as far as committees, but we have committees for everything, really everything. We run it by the committee, then we run everything by the board. Sounds like you have a lot going on at your chamber. I'm happy to hear that. Thank you. Uh, and then one final question for you before we move on to our day tripper segment. Um, what's your take on the current state of business in Franklin Square? How are the retailers and the professionals doing? They're good. We really didn't have that many businesses close up. Franklin Square is a pretty tight-knit community. We are used to helping each other, whether it's the businesses or the schools. If someone needs help, if somebody loses a loved one, God forbid, there's fundraisers, whether it's a power outage, whether it's a storm, anything like that. Really, everybody is tight. It's a tight-knit community, and everybody helps each other. I really attribute that to it being a great town. And, and I really think that's why a lot of businesses didn't close up. I mean, 
we really went out there, made phone calls and emailed people, you know, promotions, give me your promotions on your restaurant, on your gyms, whatever it is, travel. We all helped each other promote each other's businesses. And most of the storefronts are filled up now. It is a tight-knit community. Um, my first met my wife back in 1981. She lived in Floral Park, uh, right by Sawanica High School, which is right on the border of Franklin Square. Square. There. Yeah. And so I got to know Franklin Square. I've never been there before, but I noticed back then that it was a very close-knit community, and I can see to this day it still is. So thank you for the update on that. Thank All right. You. It's time for our Day Tripper segment. So first up, Let's get to know the communities of Plainview and Old Beth Page. So, Andrew, let's say my wife and I, along with my three young adult children, are coming to your community, communities, I should say. There's two of them to spend the day. We're going to arrive early. We're going to stay late. What is there for us to do? Well, first thing you're going to do is you're going to stop for breakfast at one of our many bagel, uh, bagel stores. You know, you got family bagels, you got town bagels, uh, both very active in the community. And then you could always choose to go for a bike ride. There's a path that really stretches from Oyster Bay all the way down to the beaches, but it cuts through Plainview Old Bethpage. You can pick it right up on Old Country Road and go for a two or three mile bike ride. Really, I've done it before with my kids to go down to the Bethpage golf course and turn around and the bike path goes right by the golf course. You come back up and it's a it's a pretty nice bike ride. And then of course we have the old Bethpage village restoration, uh, which is a lot like going to Jamestown down in Virginia. You can see how people lived in the 1800s. And that's of course, as you know, where we had our meeting a few weeks ago. Um, and it, it's a nice place to go and just to bring, you know, uh, see the history and really see how people lived. And I think kids eat it up. Um, right next to the uh, village restoration, there's the museum of American armor. So if your kids are into tanks, uh, they can go and look at tanks from the World War One, World War II. Um, of course, at some point you're going to need lunch. We've got a lot of different places you can go to for lunch. Um, you got Coliseum Caterers, uh, who's also really active in the community. Uh, their owner Frank Alderisi is really active in the chamber and donates a lot of his time and money. Uh, you can go to the main event. If you want to watch a game, maybe during lunch, go to the main event, have some wings. And um, what else is there? Of course, if you want to play nine holes of golf, you go a couple of miles down the road and uh, visit the, um, the Bethpage Golf Course. It's not in Plainview Old Bethpage, technically, but it's really a couple of miles away. Uh, five great courses, including the Black Course, where they have a lot of the PGA events. I think in three years, they're having the Ryder Cup there. So I, I was glad you asked this question because it gave me a chance to look at the map and say, what do people do here in Plainview? <laughs> That seems that's all I do. But, um, you know, when you look into it and you say, wow, there's really a lot to do. You can go biking and go see a little bit of a, a American history. You can play golf you can go for a bike ride. So uh, really a lot to do here. Very good. I'll have to uh, head over there sometime soon. <laughs> all right, guys, we're going to come back very shortly. We're going to take a quick break, though. And uh, when we come back, it's Genie in the Bottle, which is where we're going to take a trip back in time to learn what three wishes our guests had for their business group one year ago and how they've made out. We're also going to find out what there is to do for a day in Franklin Square on our day tripper segment. 
So this is 88.1 FM, WCWP.org. Don't stray too far because we're coming right back. Welcome back to 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. I'm your host, Mark Snyder. This is Chamber Chatter, a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. It's been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps, and by the MapTunes Shoppers Discount app. With over 2,500 discounts island-wide, you can download the MapTunes app. That's M-A-P-T-O-O-N-S. Or you can simply visit shoppersdiscountcard.com. My business leader with, leaders with me today are Andrew Lampkin, president of the Plainview Old Beth Page Chamber of Commerce, and Lisa Del Pizzi, president of the Franklin Square Chamber of Commerce. Okay, so right around this time, we typically play Genie in the Bottle, and that's where our listening audience learns about the three wishes our guests have for their chamber. However, our guests today have been on this program before and already gave us three wishes. So let's review. Lisa, back in March 2020, just days before the pandemic shutdown, you were on our program and you wished for the following. Number one, you didn't just want to grow your membership of 143 members, but you wanted to double it. I'm certain the pandemic uh, put a crimp in your plans. Am I right? Yes, it did. Okay, so presently, <laughs> I understand you said you're at 175? 177 today. Last year, 175 at the end of last year. Okay, so depending on where we go with this pandemic, I guess your goal still remains the same. Yes. You want to get over 200, right? Yes. Good. Your number two wish was... And you addressed this a little earlier, increased attendance at your general meetings. And the pandemic probably put a crimp in those plans too. It's much better now. It, it doubled now, almost 40. No, it's very good. And you're doing them in person, as you, as you mentioned. Yes. The third, do you remember what your third wish was? Did you go back and listen? Do you remember? I did not. Uh, you, you wished for good health and a positive attitude for your members. Where are you with that? Thankfully, uh, everyone is in very good health. We had, uh, I would say 20 of our members with COVID. Some were very bad. They all, they're all fine now. Okay. So no doubt uh, times have changed dramatically. Do you have three wishes for your chamber today? Well, uh, still working on the positive attitude with some of them, but uh, we have a lot of new members and hopefully that'll rub off. They're, they're pretty good. They're insisting on the positive attitude. That's very important. Anything else? And what had you asked me uh, before that? If you could please repeat what you had just asked me. I said, was there anything else that you wanted to wish for this time around? Since the pandemic put a crimp in your first two wishes. Yeah, well, I'm going to continue, continue to recruit, uh, continually asking for good health and positive attitude. I think those two things I, I'm still going to wish for. Everything else is just fine. Okay. Andrew, third time on our program, your first time in 2019. You were the newly appointed president of the chamber. 
You gave us three wishes back then, which were number one, grow membership focusing on adding retailers. Number two, get more creative with workshops for your members. And number three, increase member benefits. We talked about them last year because those were your wishes from two years ago. But let's follow up on those. Growing membership, I know that's been challenging. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, I think with the pandemic, we we lost a lot of members and we, um, you know, we're down about 50 or so. Uh, I think we're at about 118 right now. We actually did peak over 200, leveled off a little bit. Um, so our goal right now is to bring it back. Um, and I think we will. I think we, we, we added, um, I want to say seven or eight in the last couple of months. Well, we usually do pretty good this time of year with adding members. Um, we have a we have a, a, a festival coming up in the spring. Sponsorships that we'll be selling, I think we'll add members there. And you know, I think as people really get more comfortable, um, they'll 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 rejoin the chamber, and we'll be able to get together in person more often, and it'll be a little bit more of a benefit for for members. And one of the things that was important to you was you wanted to get more creative with the workshops. Um, we able to do that despite the pandemic? We did early on, and I thought we did a great job with pandemic-related workshops. We had some, some speakers who uh, spoke to our members about, um, you know, uh, I'll refer to as COVID rules, you know, workplace issues. Um, applying for the PPP loans, applying for the EIDL loans through the SBA, um, employee employer issues. You know, how do you have to? How, what were the best ways to protect your office and make sure they're clean and sanitary? So early on in the pandemic, I'd say for the first three or four months, we really did a good job of getting a lot of workshops out there. And you know, now that we we, we want to change gears and get back to you know, I would say networking in this new world that we're in and utilizing virtual technology like Zoom and whatever else is out there. Mm. And then the third one was you wanted to increase member benefits. What, what did you have in mind when you first said that? Well, you're a member of a chamber. What's the benefit? You know, what do you get out of it? Um, and I, I'm, I've always been of the opinion, opinion that you get whatever you put in. There are a lot of people that join a chamber and for the sake of having a sticker in their window, yeah. to me, you don't get anything out of it if that's all you you want. You know, you, a sticker doesn't mean much. Um, I when I first joined this chamber 14 or 15 years ago, I went to all of the networking events. I went to all of the regular general meetings. Um, I joined the board. I got active, and I got a lot out of it. And I've met a lot of great people. It's certainly been good for business. Um, I feel like I've been able to give back to the community. I, I help organize our local Memorial Day parade. And I want other people to have that same mindset, that if you become more active in organizations like a chamber, you're going to get something out of it. I will say in my years as a traveling salesman, the one thing I do get a lot of is people say they joined the chamber and nothing happened. And I would say, well, do you go to the meetings? And they said, I, I don't have time for the meetings. I'm really busy. Well, did you get involved in the street fair? Uh, I'm really busy and I just don't have the manpower to do that. Okay. Did you do anything? 
Well, no. Okay. So what? So you join, you got your sticker, right, Lisa? And then you right. expect the world to be the path to your door. Exactly. And that's not quite like, I think you touched on it best, Andrew. You you got involved, man. You Not only did you dive in head first, you're the president of the chamber now. And I'm sure, Lisa, your story is probably very similar. Yes. Right? You started your own business. You're looking for some yes. support. You joined the chamber. And lo and behold, here you are. How many years later? And you're running it. So um, coming back to you, Andrew, for a second, um, last year, we discussed those benefits. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, we discussed those goals, those wishes, just as the pandemic hit. You were on the air in June uh, at the height of the pandemic. Um, but we did talk a little bit and you did add one more wish. You said, I want to improve our relationship with elected officials. How has that panned out for you? Well, we have an election year coming up, so it's looking good right now. <laughs> you know, we, in October, we always have a, uh, a candidates forum, which we're going to have, an, a, I guess, on a, uh, next week. Um, and so we have a good relationship. You know, we have some local politicians here that come to all of our meetings. I don't want to mention their names because if I leave out one or two, I'll be in trouble. But we, we I have an example where I had an issue in front of my office. We were on vacation back in August that for some reason somebody decided to dump cement on Old Country Road. It just happened to be in front of my office. It wasn't touching my property. And um, it was all over Facebook. And, you know, Plainview moms and dads were all on top of it. Without me making a phone call, I, I, got, a, I got a call from the chief of staff of one of our local politicians. Um, and she, she made calls right away. Um, because that, that's, they're good like that, you know, they know who we are, um, you know, they want to do the right thing by everybody in the community. And so it really, I think we have a very good relationship with, with all of our county executive, uh, county politicians, our town of Oyster Bay politicians. So uh, I'm pretty happy about that. Do you have a date for that uh, meeting coming up? The candidates forum? Yes. Yes, that will be um, October 20th, um, actually next week. So um, I, it's going to be at the uh, the old Marriott residence in off of Old Country Road. And um, we're shoring up our guest list, but it looks like we're going to have candidates for Town of Oyster Bay Supervisor, which is the incumbent, John. Um, I was going to say John Venditto. It's been a while since he's been around. It's been a while. Maldino, who's running up against Amanda um fields who's a current water commissioner and um there's a lot of um uh, i believe um laura curran's also up for election so we're hoping to have that race in attendance as well that's an important meeting what time is that that'll be a morning meeting at uh, um, 8 a.m 8 a.m and that's at the now it's now called uh the residence right it's uh, an assisted living facility or independent living i should say yeah Right, but it's called the residence. Okay, good. I'm glad you, you, you mentioned that. I'm sure people in our listening audience might like to be a part of it. Is that by invitation only? You're always invited. No, I'm not talking about me. I've got thousands of listeners. Can people show up or do they have to be invited? They can reach out. If people are interested, they can give us a, give us a call or email us. We do need to monitor attendance. You know, we can only have so many people indoors. Uh, we usually have just chamber members, but that's certainly not a requirement. Anybody that wants to come is, is welcome to come. We just ask that you reach out to us and send us an email. Okay, great. Thanks for that information. 
All right, let's move on. We're going to get back to our day tripper segment. Now, earlier in the program, uh, Andrew told us all about uh, visiting Plainview and Old Beth Page. And now it's Lisa's turn to tell me how a family of five can spend the day in Franklin Square. Now, as I said, I've been to Franklin Square many, many times, and there's lots to see and do. So, Lisa, talk to me. Okay, well, I guess it would depend on the age group of the kids. Uh but uh, there's Rath Park Pool. It's an outdoor pool. So if you're there in the summertime, so many residents enjoy the pool. There's a playground ball field at Rath Park. And also some of our elementary schools have um, playgrounds as well. Uh, breakfast, we have Alpine Restaurant. They actually serve breakfast, lunch, or dinner. A&S Bagels, amazing bagels there. You can get that. One of the very best. So you could sit outside. There's a few benches. Or you could uh, bring some food to the park and eat in the park. Uh, if it's Halloween time, we have Sandy's Party Store, TNT Liquidators. You can pick up some costumes for Halloween for adults or kids. Uh, summertime, there's Long Beach. I go there very often. You can bring a bike. You can rent a bike and ride a bike on the boardwalk. You can go in the water in the summer. You can shop around. There's food trucks there as well. We have a bakery, Lulu's Bakery. Amazing desserts. There's a Slots A Lot Raceway. Malvern Movie Theater is a member of the Franklin Square Chamber. And it's really not far at all from Franklin Square, right by Dogwood Avenue. Great movie theater. In the summer, there's concerts in the park about 7 o'clock at night. You can visit several churches as well. Um, Wintertime, Santa is at Garden World. The kids get a great kick out of that. You can take a picture with Santa. We have Garden World and Eberhard Boelum. Mynasium is for kids, I would say little children, up to about age 10. It's like a gym, a workout place. It's fun. It's educational. They really enjoy it. Um, so many great restaurants to eat lunch and dinner. Frankly, Thai, amazing Thai food, Prince Umberto's, Tri-Seafood, Murph's, Olivetto, Trotter's Bar and Grill, Tulip Deli, um, Carmela's restaurant is celebrating 50 years this year. So we're really happy for them. Um, as far as ice cream, we have Dolce, Carvel, we have Rouse Ices. And you can pick up some fresh flowers or plants at the flower shop. That's about it. Fun now, I noticed you left out the Plattdeutsch. Yes. Is that... Is there a reason well, you didn't mention them? or uh, No, uh, they're oh. not a member, but it's a great place. They have concerts outside. They have a um, beer garden. Beer garden? Yes, they do. Very good food there. Excellent chef. They've right. been there a long time, indoors or, or outdoors, you can eat. Okay, that sounds good. And I'm glad that you mentioned Slots A Lot race car, uh, slot car racing. That place is great. I remember it was in danger of going away, and one of the local residents said, no, I'm going to buy it, and I'm going to keep it going. And, boy, I love that community spirit. That's the spirit I was talking about. That's, That's exactly great. what I mean. All right. Uh, I want to talk to Andrew for a second. Um, I did happen to attend Andrew's last general meeting, and he's right. It was great, well attended. And at that meeting, Andrew, you had mentioned um, that you had partnered with a local charity. 
you're going to work with. Would you touch on that for a quick second before we go to break? Yeah, Mark. Um, thanks for letting me mention it. Uh, every year for the last six or seven years, our chamber has chosen a local charity to work with and help them raise money. Uh, last year, as I mentioned, we worked with local food pantry and raised over $8,000. And this year we've chosen to work with an organization which is called um, Help Hope Live um, for Rebecca Colton. Rebecca is a 21-year-old girl, uh, woman, I should say, a lifelong Plainview resident who just graduated from Binghamton. And in March, she suffered a severe spinal cord injury um, from a skiing accident. And um, her parents have started this charity on her, on her behalf to help raise money for what will be an astronomical amount of medical bills over the course of her life. So our charity committee uh, chose to work with this group, which is local, um, just to help them raise money, raise awareness, and do whatever we can do to help them get through this. I watched as the father got up and spoke, and um, to my listening audience, I will tell you that was a very moving um, talk that he gave. And have, as a parent of three, to have to go through something like that, can't imagine, and I never want to be in that position. So I'm glad to hear that you're stepping up to support the charity, and I'm sure the family's happy to get the help they're going to get with some of the bills they're going to encounter. Yeah, hopefully we, we can make a dent on what they need. Okay. Let's step out for a quick minute. When we return, it's time to ask a leader, and that's where I'll stop asking the questions. I let each of our guests take the mic, but I do have some questions for them as well. This is 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Okay, just like that, we're back. It's Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. My name is Mark Snyder. What is Chamber Chatter? Well, it's a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. It's been underwritten by Maptoons, Long Island Chamber Maps. Let me reintroduce my guest here with me today, Andrew Lampkin. He's the president of the Plainview Old Beth Page Chamber of Commerce, and Lisa Delapizzi, president of the Franklin Square Chamber of Commerce. All right, so now it's time for another very popular segment on our program. It's called Ask a Leader. And this is where I turn over the microphone to our chamber leaders with me today, and we let them ask the questions. And I just want to tell you, the way this came about was when we first started the program four years ago, we were recording in the studio. This is pre-pandemic. And a couple of times after the interview was over, one of the presidents would leave and another one come up and say, uh, did, that, did that guy leave? Did that woman leave? I wanted to ask her a question. <laughs> and it happened multiple times. And I thought, you know what? Let's just do this on the air. I mean, let's, let's talk on the air. So that's, this program, this uh, segment was born out of that, uh, those couple of uh, episodes there. So, uh, Lisa, I'm going to start with you. What would you like to ask Andrew about his chamber or his communities? Uh, what do you want to ask him this morning? Hi, Andrew. Uh, I was curious about when you do a fall fair or a fall festival, street fair, any, anything like that, what are your plans and, you know, how do you go about getting that together? We've been doing it for <clears throat> probably seven or eight years, and we've always done it 
in the parking lot of our library, which happens to be on Old Country Road, right really in the middle of the town. Uh, this year we're moving it, and we've always done a fall festival, because that seems to be when most festivals are. Because of the pandemic, we skipped the year, and we decided to move it to the spring, and we're actually moving the location, and we're going to make it bigger. It's going to be in the parking lot of the, um, we have a local JCC here, the Mid-Island Y JCC. Um, a lot goes into it. It's our biggest event. We have a committee of 15 to 20 members, board members. And, um, you know, we have people that deal with the town on getting permits. We have a committee that deals with sponsorships, uh, which evolve every year. We have a committee that deals with uh, with vendors and getting the, um, you know, all the printing done and everything that needs to be done. And we, we hire a promoter. Um, and we're working with a new promoter now who actually brings in all of the vendors. And, you know, ideally you want um, a lot of different craft vendors. In the past, we've had a lot of service vendors. By that, I mean financial advisors or attorneys or accountants or, you know, insurance salespeople who have booths. And we found that that's really not what people want. You know, when you're walking through a festival, you don't want to walk down the aisle and say, you know who handles your life insurance it's not the thing you want to hanging out with your kids on a sunday afternoon so we're trying to have a little bit more of a focus on uh craft vendors you know people that make homemade goods you know whether they be you know uh, something that you could hang on your wall or something for your kitchen uh, those types of vendors that are local and so we, we hope to have about 100 to 150 of those types of vendors at the festival in the spring that's great. Thank you. Andrew, how many people does it take to uh, put on an event like that? I'm sure it's not just three people. No, it's kind of like the 101st Airborne. <laughs> you know, I think we have our committee is probably about 15 to 20 members. I would say about half of the board is on the committee. Uh, we have co-chairs of the committee. Uh, this year, Elon, who you know well, Elon Wurzel is one of our co-chairs, along with a new board member, Seth Meyer. We try to stagger it for su succession planning purposes, where you know Elon's been, been involved for so long um, that we wanted a, a younger board member to work with him, uh, and that would be Seth. And hopefully, at some some point, Seth would would take over, and then there would be another co-chair with Seth. Uh, it's just grown every year, and um, and it has because we have. 15 to 20 people working on it. And it's a lot of work. Lisa, I, I know the chamber has uh, been talking about trying to put on a street fair for some time. What's getting in the way? We are scheduled for October 16th to have it, um, Andrew, also in the parking lot of Rath Park. We have all of our permits already. We have a committee of five. <laughs> That's one thing I need to do, uh, pump up the committees a little more. So five you got to Very good people, very good people, but only five, and we're, we're doing all of it without a um, the person who does the fair. What do you the call? promoter? No promoter. We're just doing it all ourselves. It's our first annual fall fair. It's Saturday, October 16th, Rath Park parking lot from 10 a.m. to 4 o'clock p.m. And so you made it happen. Made it happen. You made it happen. I know you've been I talking. I send an email. Yeah, I have our secretary send an email 
few times a month, um, and I ask every month, give me feedback. I want to hear the good, the bad, the ugly. What do you need? What do you want? What would you like us to do? I don't want to hear that I joined the chamber, got nothing out of it. I want to hear from them. Part of what I heard was, what are you going to do for us? Okay, we have Instagram. We have our Facebook page. We have a brand new website. Um, we're doing the fall fair. We're doing the business expo. We listened to their concerns. Uh, they thought some of the storefronts were sloppy. They, they thought there were litter in some of the streets. Took care of that. Called our local official, and they helped us with that. So if you have a concern, you need to tell us. And we took care of everything so far. Hmm. Andrew, could you imagine putting on your street fair? Well, it's not a street fair. It's a parking lot fair now. But could you imagine doing that with five people? <laughs> I think that's what we did in our first year. All right, Andrew, what about you? Any, do you have a question for Lisa? I'm curious. You, you have a really strong membership. Uh, you said over 170 people. Is that, and there's going to be a follow-up to this depending on your answer, but is <laughs> it mostly storefront retail or is it business? And by business, I mean attorneys, accountants, people like that. It's really a mixture. Um, to be on the board, you need to live in Franklin Square or be in a touching town to Franklin Square. To be a member does not matter where you live or work. That's what our bylaws say. We have uh, storefronts, businesses. We also have attorneys, doctors. We have the Malvern Theater. We have people who work at home. It doesn't matter. But the reason membership is high, I mean, when I became president and then the pandemic came, everyone said, you're never gonna get members. And there's that expression, if you believe you can, you're halfway there. The, my attitude before I go into a business to ask them if they want to join is, I believe they need us. I don't look at it like, oh, they're not going to join because there's a pandemic. I believe they need us. And whatever I had to do, I went to all the food establishments, all the pizzerias and restaurants and helped them with the outdoor dining. We got new members because of it, too. Um, even though you logged on and it was for free, not everybody understands what to do. If you go there, if you show them you care, I go door to door. It doesn't cost us anything. I don't run ads to do it. If the other members want to do it and help out, I do have board members that got new members. I have some other members who got new members, and I am very grateful. I appreciate it very much. But if they don't want to do it, I'll do it. I'm happy to do it. We have all different businesses, really. Well, you answered part two of my question, which is <laughs> you get the, especially the, the storefront retail. I don't know Franklin Square all that well, but am I correct that it's, you have more of a downtown, like a main street area? Hempstead Turnpike, um, just south of it is Franklin Avenue. And then just north of it is New Hyde Park Road. We have Dogwood Avenue. Okay. Pretty much, pretty much Hempstead Turnpike, Franklin Avenue. All is where all of the businesses are. Well, that's your trick. You knock on doors. Yes. Yeah. I keep applications in the car. Okay. <laughs> Lisa, I, I have to tell you, I'm very impressed, and I'll tell you why. You. The show has been on throughout the pandemic, and I would say that besides you, there may be only one other chamber that says that their membership grew throughout the pandemic. 
Your membership was at 143 when you were on the program March of 2020. You're over 175 now, which tells me that you added another 30 members. That's pretty impressive. You attribute that a lot of that to getting out on the street and literally walking door to door, going in and visiting. A lot of it. I attributed a lot of it to that. And also, like I said, I have some board members and I have other members who know a lot of people in town and uh, they help. They get members. We have referrals from them. Well, you should take a bow because you're one of just the select few that has uh, managed to boost your membership during during these times. And you know what? Speaking of the pandemic, um, Lisa, I'll, I'll ask this question to you. It's for Andrew as well. Uh, if you take out your crystal ball, wh- where do you see the pandemic headed? What do you see happening? Are we out of it by the spring? I believe so. I believe but you, Andrew, what do you think? My feeling is that this is something we're all going to have to live with, I think, for quite a while. I don't think it's just going away. We all thought that before, and it didn't. We thought it did. It came back kind of surprisingly this fall. Um my feeling is is that this is something we're going to have to deal with like the like the flu and you're going to have to get your hopefully that there's shots every year we can get and continue to get people you know uh, inoculated and um you know my my family we, we got our flu shots this weekend and i think that's going to be what we're going to have to do with with covid and just going to have to continue to be smart and wear masks where appropriate and um deal with it Okay. All right. Before we wrap up, I always like to uh, give our guests with the remaining minutes we have uh, an opportunity to talk a little bit about what they do when they're not running the chamber. Um, Andrew, you touched on this a little bit. I know you've got a lot on your plate. Um, What else is going on in your world? Well, I'm an attorney, as you know, I have uh, my own practice right here in Plainview. Uh, We're focused in the areas of estate planning and elder law. Um, my, my business is good. We're growing. We're, we're very busy. Um, some of which is probably the result of of the pandemic. Uh, I have a new associate that just started in my practice. Um, on a personal front, we're one of those many people, many families that got a COVID dog. You know, we we got a, a, um, dog who's a little bit over a year old now. Uh, and, you know, kids are back in school, which is great. It was a tough year last year, and they're back, um, loving life outside of the house. Good for you. Lisa, you're a busy woman. Tell my <laughs> audience about your day job. My day job. Well, I have been uh, in the real estate business for 31 years. This December 1st will be five years that I have my own business, Lisa DP Real Estate, Inc., Lisa Delapizzi, but a long time ago, some people couldn't say my last name as perfectly as you do, Mark. So it just became <laughs> Lisa DP. And I kept trying to think of, you know, what am I going to name my company? And I said, it's got to be that, or they're not going to know who I am. <laughs> so I love being on my own. I guess it's not for everyone. I work out of my house. I work out of my car. I'm grateful for my referral base that I have. Um, I love Franklin Square. I rented for five years and then I own my own home on Center Drive in Franklin Square, not far from Garden World, for 16 years. Very good. 
good luck with your business. Hey, uh, before we jump out of here, um, Andrew, I realized that uh, Lisa uh, gave her a few minutes to talk about her lineup uh, for the fall into the new year. And I want to make sure I give you a chance to uh, talk about what the chamber's got coming up. I know you talked about the candidates meeting coming up in a few weeks. Um, what do you got coming up for the fall and into the uh, into the end of the year? Well, we just had our golf tournament, which we, we, we've been doing for about five or six years. Um, it's a networking event that we do at the Westbury Carl Place Chamber, as well as the Syosset Woodbury Chamber. Um, so that was a lot of fun, raised money there. Uh, obviously, like you said, we got the candidates forum. You know, we usually have a holiday party. We're going to talk about whether or not we're going to do that because it's a little difficult to be outdoors in December. And other than that, we're, we're, we're really working on our spring festival and um, putting back to putting together some networking events for the spring and building the membership back up and helping out everybody in the community, including the charity um, that, that we spoke about earlier. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Special thanks to my two guests who joined me today. Uh, Andrew Lampkin, like I said, he's the president of the Plainview Old Bethpage Chamber of Commerce. And Lisa Del Pizzi, president of the Franklin Square Chamber of Commerce. I enjoyed having you both back on the program. You've been listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM, WCWP.org. It's been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. Did you know that Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast? Well, it is. Visit WCWP.org forward slash Chamber Chatter. Special thanks to Dan Cox. He's my longtime friend. He's also the director of broadcasting at WCWP. And thank him for engineering my show as well throughout the pandemic. To my listeners, remember to always keep your local businesses in mind when you're making purchases or utilizing services. Yes, it's that important. Coming up next, it's Project Independence and you. Have a great weekend. Like what you hear? Here's how you can let us know. Give us a call at 516-299-2626 or email us at info at wcwp.org. Like us at facebook.com slash mywcwp and leave a comment or tweet us at mywcwp. We welcome all kinds of feedback. To directly support the podcast you just enjoyed, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to give back, visit wcwp.org and click the support tab. Thanks for listening from your friends at WCWP.